Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. FOMO. My name is Patrick J. McGinnis, and I'm a FOMO Sapiens. And since you're here, I'm going to bet that you are too. And when you're like us and Monday comes around, you don't dread the new week. No, you wake up every Monday morning knowing that this week might just be the best one yet. This is Faux Monday, the snackable show that starts your week right with hot takes, life hacks, listener mail, and even some FOMO therapy. Hey, everybody, this is Faux Monday, the companion show to FOMO Sapiens. Of course, we come here every Monday to start your week outright. So happy Faux Monday. Of course, we'll be back on Thursday with an interview, which we do every week. But I want to start this week talking about a trip that I just did. And of course, a reminder, if you, I don't think you've forgotten, but I'm, of course, Patrick McGinnis, venture capitalist by day, author and podcaster by night, and FOMO Sapiens 24-7. And I just did something very FOMO Sapiens-y which is I went on a trip that I just got back from that was truly remarkable. And I want to tell you about it because this place wasn't even on my radar six months ago. Here's what happened. I was on this WhatsApp chat with a friend of mine who's been on the show a long time ago, a guy named Fraser. And he said uh, a little joke about spending New Year's in Yemen. And I wrote back, wouldn't that be cool? Too bad. That's not going to happen. And he said, no, we're going. Didn't you know? Haven't I told you? Do you want to come? And so all of a sudden, within like three hours, I was on a group chat with eight people. These are people who I'd met over the years. Actually, a bunch of us went to dinner one time at an Uzbek restaurant in London because we all were obsessed with Uzbekistan. And this group of people is so cool, so my kind of people. And I thought, I'm going to do this. And I had never heard of the place we're going. So it's technically Yemen, but it's actually an island called Socotra, which is in the Indian Ocean, about 210 miles southeast of Yemen, close to Somalia. And it is uh, basically this coral bank island that was once connected with both Africa and Arabia, but, you know, it's been an island for like 20 million years. And so, you know, it's right near the Horn of Africa and it has caves and mountains and dunes and beaches. It's about 82 miles long. And it looks kind of like I heard uh, on this, this, this article that I read about it, that basically it looks like what would happen if you let a kid draw an island, because it is just... It's fantastic. You have these crazy beaches and then right over them, these crazy mountain cliffs. And then there's these huge sand dunes and it's windy and you can run down the sand dunes and you can hike up the mountains and you can swim and you can snorkel and you can do all the crazy stuff. And this place is known as the Galapagos of the Indian Ocean. Why is that? Because of the fact that it's been an island for so long, it has birds and insects and seeds that make it unusually biodiverse. And in fact, when the UN did a study recently in the 1990s, they found that there were nearly 700 endemic species. Now, I didn't know what that meant before this trip, but endemic species are species that are only found in a place, which is, for example, Socotra. And this is actually the only two places on Earth where there are more endemic species are Hawaii and the Galapagos 
islands. And so it's insane because this is a place that, I mean, it's this island, right? It's not like you have things wandering on and off, but there are more than 800 types of flora, which are flowers and things like that. And there's also a diverse range of fauna, which I also had to look up as animals with more than 30 types of reptiles and 96 types of land snails. I saw a lot of land snails myself, tons of fish and crustaceans, bats and birds. And I'm telling you, I, the stuff that I saw, I just like crazy animals that I hadn't seen, crabs everywhere running around on the beaches and puffer fishes and uh, octopus and you name it. Now, the trees on the island are pretty special too because this was a trading center in the ancient times. And in fact, you think about the Bible, you know, gold and frankincense and myrrh. Well, frankincense and myrrh are big on Socotra. There are frankincense trees everywhere. And there's also the very special tree called the dragon's blood tree. Go check it out. Google this tree because this tree is crazy looking. It's beautiful. And it's also really special because when you tap the tree bark with a rock, it bleeds. Actually, the sap of the tree is, is red. And so people call it, blood, dragon's blood tree, right? And it's used for medicinal purposes. It was used actually supposedly to stain and color the Stradivarius violin. That's why it has a special color. It's a lot. And then you have these people. So there's only like, you know, 60, 80,000 people on the island. There's, you know, uh, people sort of live very um, lives that they could have lived a hundred years ago or a thousand years ago. They fish, they do pearl diving, small scale agriculture. The nomads, they're, they're sort of like Bedouins who keep cattle and there's goats everywhere and people either grow crops or fish uh, in the ocean to live. And the exports of the island, which is kind of interesting too, are ghee, which is clarified butter, fish and frankincense. So I'm telling you, like this place, it was just so different and so um, beautiful and unique that I want to tell you about it a little bit more. So what I'm going to do here, starting a second, is I'm going to tell you about the eight things, the eight things, my eight hot takes on Socotra. FOMO. Tudo bem, meus queridos FOMO sapiens. Now that right there was Portuguese. And as you know, I love speaking foreign languages, but I'm not alone. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off that list with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Now, FOMO sapiens, you know I speak four languages, and it takes work to stay on top of them, especially with French. C'est difficile. But with Babbel, I'm able to practice practical conversations that I can actually use in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash FOMO. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash FOMO. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash FOMO. Rules and restrictions may apply. FOMO. All right, here's number one. I love the fact that this place was so remote. Now, first of all, I should tell you, just like the logistics of going on this trip were insane because I live in New York City. And as you know, probably, you know, we had like Omicron hit hard in December. In fact, I was at this event that I had to take a rapid test just to get in the door. And I was sitting at a table of eight people. Four of those people had COVID within three days. Somehow I didn't get it, or maybe I did, but just didn't know it. I tested. I mean, I tested... I think in the month of December, I took like 13 COVID tests or something. It was, it was crazy. And so, you know, the people in our group, we were eight people. Two of those people actually got COVID in the days before, uh, but they were able to sort of recover and test out before they had to travel. 
But just getting, I needed COVID tests to get to Dubai because you have to fly to Dubai and then or Abu Dhabi because the only flight is a weekly flight from Abu Dhabi. And basically you have to, I, I found the one person in Maine where I was spending Christmas who di- uh, would do a COVID test on Christmas Eve, which which allowed me to then go to Dubai, Abu Dhabi and Socotra. The flight's only once a week. So like if you miss it, you're just not going. So that was a whole situation. And then, you know, it's it's just kind of far to get to and, and it's expensive because the flights to get there are expensive. And so just, you know, it's just not a lot of people go. And frankly, it was closed for a long time. And then we're talking Yemen. So there's been a civil war. And even though Socotra is quite safe, you know, it's not for everybody. And so uh, something like 400 tourists will go there this year. And so just going somewhere where there isn't a lot of tourism is really amazing. Number two, and I, I, I'm going to use the word basic, not in any sort of judgmental or you know, way that it says, you know, it's bad or, or basic in, a, in, in some sort of weird way. But I just mean basic in like life was simpler. No Internet. Right. The only cell service is a tower from Saudi Telecom and a tower from the uh, the Emirate Emirati Telecom, which I, you could barely get them. You have to like stand under the tower. And so you just don't have Internet. And if you have it, it's slow. Uh, sleeping in a tent all week. There were no bathrooms. So, you know, taking care of business and the nature. Also, no showers. So washing in a stream. And I just love the fact that I sort of was like, you know, for Christmas, I got some soap you can wash with that's biodegradable that you can wash in like stream and stuff like that. And I was sort of like, wow, like, I'm really glad I have the soap, you know? So just like appreciating those things, the basic stuff of life, you know, basic food, soap, a place to sleep out of the rain. You know, I think I changed my clothes like once the whole week. It's just, you know, it just was awesome to be in a place where I kind of, I got rid of all the noise and, you know, read books and talked to people and didn't have all those distractions. Also, number three, just spending time in nature. I hadn't really been in nature to that degree for a really long time, like sleeping outside under the stars and looking at the stars and learning what Orion's belt is and being on hikes every day because we did all these hikes and things like that and swimming in the ocean and, and in swimming holes. It just was great to be among the plants and the animals and all that sort of stuff. It's very healthy. I just, my, you know, my, my takeaway for this is like, I got to do more of that going forward. Number four, the physical challenge of it all. I mean, we hiked every day, we swam, we were in bed at eight and up at 4.35 in the morning. And the group I was with is just a group of people who are all hardcore and are, you know, we just like were charging up the mountain and then like swimming in the pool at the top and in any stream we could find because then, you're, you know, you're sort of like overheated. And it was just awesome to be climbing up rocks and scrambling and just the physicality of it all was really nice. And so that reminded me too, like, of course we all, you know, many of us go to gyms and we do stuff like that, but also getting physical nature feels amazing. Next, being with great friends. So this group of people, I didn't know everybody, but it was a diverse group of people, people who lived in Dubai and London and New York and uh, Boston. And one person was Iraqi Canadian, some Americans, Brits. It was just cool. Um, you know, guys and girls, people who did different things and, and were entrepreneurs and a journalist and a lawyer. And just, it was cool to be among people who were interested in travel, who'd been all over the place who wanted to talk about it. They just made it really fun. And everybody was cool. Like no, people just were down for everything. And I think when you travel with people who, you know, even if they're uncomfortable and they're like, you know, ah, I don't love sleeping in a tent or, oh, I don't really love eating, you know, <laughs> whatever, fried bread every meal. Like they just do it. I think that's an awesome thing to have in a 
a group like the one that I was part of. So I'm thankful for that. Next, the people of the island, small island, big hearts. People were so nice to us. I mean, it was really sweet. On my birthday, all the people who had been cooking for us and driving us around, they actually sort of like threw me a birthday party and they wrapped some presents in aluminum foil, which was so thoughtful and very creative actually too. And just like people were really friendly. They wanted to share their culture. They also were curious about ours. And there were obviously language barriers, but the, there were a number of people who spoke great English on the island, including our guides. And they shared the culture and their culture is really different. So it was awesome to just learn about how life is there and what they're looking for and sort of what is it like to be part of a society that's really different than ours, right? I mean, these are places where people stay close to home. They don't leave necessarily. It's just not possible that's very rooted in family. They live in a way that is different than us. And yet we have, obviously, as you learn with all travel, lots of things that we can talk about. Next, uh, a lie. So the Hermit of Socotra, Google this. They just wrote an article in the BBC about him. It's a guy who lives in a cave. I went to his house for lunch and then he took us into a tidal basin and showed us all of these different animals and squids. And he, he has a friend who's an octopus and pulls him out of a hole, which is just, whoa, and, you know, he captures sea urchins and then he you can eat them right there. And he just, he's a really cool guy. So Eli, the Hermit of Socotra, just meeting him and spending time with him was was super interesting. The guy's a rock star. He's a celebrity. He's a Socotran celebrity, uh, Socotran idol, as it were. And finally, just the ability to recapture adventure. I think uh, for folks who don't know me, maybe you're new to FOMO sapiens, but for those of you who do know me, you'll know that I had, before this trip, been to 103 countries. This was 104. And in fact, my dad said like, oh, are you just doing this for the country count? You have FOMO. I was like, I do have FOMO, but I do actually want to go on this trip. And so being able to get back into travel and go to a place where you're in nature, you don't have to worry about COVID and it's just like low key. It reminded me that I need to do more of that. I don't want to be crazy like I was before. I'm never going to travel like I did before because that was too much. But getting out and discovering that life is full of adventure and you can surprise yourself, that is just good for the soul. So that was really wonderful. Now, if you're interested in Socotra, go check out my Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis. I have lots of photos. I'll be putting some more as well in advance of this uh, coming out. And if you want to check out more photos and also potentially visit the island, go to Instagram. Uh, there's an Instagram account called Welcome to Socotra, at Welcome to Socotra, and you can get in touch with Mateo or Nick who run these trips and they're awesome. And they're also super, by the way, sustainable and thoughtful and just, it's cool how they um, have put together this very entrepreneurial business uh, in a place where it's not easy to be an entrepreneur. So they're the guys, go check them out. Uh, check out the Instagram and uh, let me know where you're going to go in 2022. Now I'm all fired up. I'm thinking about new trips, but, uh, but Socotra, it's going to be hard to top that one. All right, everybody. Uh, look forward to hearing from you. You can connect with me at let's connect at patrickmcginnis.com on Instagram. Again, Patrick J. McGinnis or on Twitter at PJ McGinnis. See you on Thursday. Until then, I hope you have a wonderful week. Happy full Monday. FOMO. Can't get enough of FOMO Sapiens? Join me on Patreon for ad-free episodes, bonus material, and exclusive content that will help you to master FOMO and position yourself for greater success in both business and life. Go to patreon.com slash FOMO Sapiens to learn more. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis, on Twitter at PJ McGinnis, and on LinkedIn. I love hearing from you, so don't be shy. FOMO. Want more FOMO Sapiens and FOMO Monday? Head over to FOMOSapiens.com where you can listen to past episodes, learn more about the show, and find out how to advertise. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis and on Twitter at PJ McGinnis. 